thankful for the blood of Jesus. Praise God today for the sacrifice and love of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. We want to welcome our abilities people. They're all over here in force today. Would you welcome our abilities people? Yes, welcome. They have come to worship with us. We love you and we're so glad that you're here this morning. It's good to see you in God's house. We've just come from early service the uh, Sunday school hour and now mid-morning service and then there's lots of things going on all week tonight's service and then all through the week Wednesday night is our family life service and if you're new you're welcome to come be with us we look forward to meeting new people and this morning we're going to meet all of our new people here in just a moment but let me mention that our Mary circle is having a special this is one of our ladies um, circles that we have here at Stratford Heights be seated just a minute. I don't want you to have to stand there and listen to me. But uh, they, um, they have a circle meeting once a month, and it's for the younger ladies. Although any age, you can choose any circle you want to attend. We have four circles here. And our ladies meet monthly, and they have a meeting with their age, the ladies that desire to come. So you can meet with us this Monday night, 7 o'clock. Uh, it's in the council room in the Family Life Center. Please come and join us. And then Top Notch will be going for their dinner this Thursday. So they want you to sign up so they'll know the count. And then service, everything's going on all the time. I, I love the um, uh, Friday night service. There's so many wonderful things happening as a result of that wonderful, wonderful time where we meet together to help each other. It's a wonderful, wonderful time, and we have a list of all of our services and all the activities in our bulletin, so please get that. And if you're here and visiting, this is your first time, we want to welcome you and make you feel at home. You'll enjoy our service and all the wonderful things that we have to offer here at our church because we love Jesus, and he's what church is all about and what salvation is all about. So you're welcome here this morning to enjoy and worship with us, and uh, we will just let you all be seated all of our visitors and, and new people if you would just remain seated we'll have all of our regular tenders and uh, members here at Stratford Heights to stand at this time we're gonna look around and find you so we can shake hands with you and greet you and uh, if you're new uh, they'll be giving you uh, uh, some cards and things to fill out please do that and drop them in the offering plates when they come around momentarily to receive our offering now look around and find those beautiful people seated. Those are our guests, and we'll ask all of our guests to stand now, and let's get out and shake hands and greet one another. God bless you. There is a river, the streams where make glad the city of our God. There is a river. 
Good morning. Wow, what a beautiful crowd. Good to see you. Turn to somebody and say, you're looking beautiful today. Now, of course, I recognize that some of you took that as a great compliment, a wonderful opportunity to tell your wife how awesome she is. The rest of you are like, why did he make me do that? It's good to see you in God's house on Sunday morning. Won't you be seated? Thank you for coming to church. A lot of places you could be this morning. A lot of places out there that demand and want your attention. But you've chosen on the Lord's day. You know, I woke up this morning and I took the opportunity to put something. I, I took a picture of the church and put it on Instagram. And I said, prayed, prepared, ready for worship. You look awful nice. You might even be beautiful. 
But I didn't come here to see you. I didn't come here to, to, to fellowship with you. I've come here this morning, been determined in my heart that I would make connection in my worship to God in his house on his day. Amen? And I'm so glad that you've chosen to do that as well. It's nothing like being in the presence of the Lord. We've already come through our 830 service, and God has been here and met with us, and I expect no different in our service this, this morning. I would like to ask all of those who are here today to do something extremely important. If you're here and you're committed, and you want to dedicate your children to the Lord. God has given you the beautiful gift of a child. And you're here in his house. And you want to make dedication of those children. And you've, you've come and you're ready for that. Your friends, your family are here. I would ask all of you, if you would, to stand with me that are ready to do that and to come forward into the altar. Bring those beautiful little treasures with you. As you come to the front, please line up across the front. Now, as they're coming, I would, I would want to take a moment to read scripture about baby dedication, why it's so important, and why we practice it here in our church. In Mark chapter 10, verse 13, the Bible says, and they brought young children to Jesus, that he should touch them. And his disciples rebuked those that brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased and said unto them, Suffer the little children to come unto me. Forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, he said, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. There's something about the faith, the trust, the beauty that's in the innocence of a little baby. That Jesus said, that's, that's heaven. They're untouched by prejudices. They're untouched by even religiosity. They're untouched by all the things that make it so difficult and so hard to live a victorious life, they are innocent. And Jesus said, unless you come the same way, you'll not see heaven. It says then in verse 16, and he took them up in his arms, put his hands upon them, and he blessed them. Children are a gift from God. I never have really minded. Now we have a beautiful nursery program we have a good children's ministry program, but I've never been one to get all upset if a baby starts to cry a little. Most parents are very attentive to try to make sure they get a, you know, a piece of pizza or whatever it is that they need. But it never bothers me because I think that babies are beautiful and they're gifts from the Lord. They're gifts from God to you. Parents, one of the greatest gifts he'll ever give you in the whole world is that little precious bundle of treasure in your hand. We're told in 1 Samuel that Han Hannah presented her son Samuel to the Lord. And then we know in Luke chapter 2 and verse 22 that Mary and Joseph brought Jesus to the temple to present him to the Lord the same way. The Bible's clear to point out that that's an admonition that we 
should do in our lives. We should bring our children to the Lord, to his house, to be dedicated. But there's also a command, parents, that I want you to, to hear this morning. The Bible says, train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old, he won't depart from it. The Bible commands you and I to bring them up in the nurture and ad admonition, the honor and the fear of the Lord, the reverence of the Lord. And by doing so, you're raising up a child that will not turn when the world comes in and they start to get educated in this life. So I charge you, starting off on the right foot, bring your children to church. Get them under good Bible teachers. Put them in programs where they can be raised and discipled to have faith because now is the most important time in their life. Pouring faith into them, nurturing them, teaching them about the Lord now, and showing that in an example. It's the greatest, greatest gift of parenting that you'll ever own. Congregation, it's also up to us to take on the responsibility of helping to bring these children up, to pray for these families, and to pray for these children, to be a part of volunteering in our areas of ministry so that we can be a part of helping to raise them up as well. That's the beauty of the body of Christ. So as we do this today, and we have all these wonderful children. Is this not beautiful to see this many folks up here this morning? Your church has a Bible certificate and we also thank you thank you to sister Ruth Lovelace for the beautiful little bracelets who Charlotte did it well Charlotte thank you very much for that the beautiful little bracelets that we're going to be handing to each of your to each of your children this morning that are being dedicated we want to we got Bailey K Baker where are we at right here all right dad give you the certificate in the Bible. Valerie. Hi there. Oh my goodness. Look at this. <laughs> Y'all are missing out over here. Let's pray over her. Father, as we come before you, we pray over Bailey. We lift her up to you, God, and just ask that your work will be accomplished in her life right from day one. We thank you that she's a gift to her parents and to this family. She's a gift to our church as well. I pray over her the prayer of dedication. Pray that you will bless her abundantly every step of her life. The Lord, you will keep her from all harm and all evil that would ever try to poise itself against her. We pray in the name of Jesus that you will order her steps and that her life will honor you. That she'll accept you at a young age. And Lord, that your work and will will be accomplished in her life without fail. And as I give her back to her parents. I pray over them. I pray that, God, you will anoint them with great wisdom that comes only from you. Help each of these that have come with them that stand as an influence over this child and let your work be accomplished in them as they all work together to honor you, God, with the gift that you've given. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Richard. 
Rebecca Joyce Turner. Okay, Chad. You want to hold the Bible? Can I hold you? I will. <laughs> She's not sure. Here she is. Oh, she's made a friend now. Here we go. <laughs> Let's pray. Father, we pray for little Rebecca. We lift her up to you, God, and just pray your work to be accomplished and done in her life. We pray over her that prayer of dedication and ask you to bless her steps, order her steps in her life, God, to honor you. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will bless her abundantly. The Lord, you will keep her from all harm and let your work be accomplished in and through her. I pray over her, God, that your work will be done to your honor and to your glory. May she accept you at a young age as her Savior and Lord, as she's raised up and trained up in your ways. As I give her back to her parents, Father, I thank you for them, and I pray over them that prayer of wisdom, grace, and anointing. Prayer, God, that touches their lives, that helps them and all those that have come with them that your work will be accomplished and done in them for the work of Christ and the beautiful gift that you've given to them. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. We have just Adria. Adria Marie Haney. Praising the Lord. Father, we pray over little Adria. We ask your work to be done in her life as we dedicate and commit her to you in this altar in your presence. I pray that you will bless her life abundantly, that you will order the steps of her life to fulfill your design and your will for her. I pray that God shall be protected and kept from all harm, that your work will be done in and through her life, God, as she is raised up to know you in great faith. I pray over this family, and as I give her back to her parents, Father, I pray over them. And I pray your grace and kindness and goodness to be over them with wisdom. Let them sense and feel the anointing and the touch of your spirit on them, their lives. We pray over them that for this beautiful gift that you've given to them, that your work will be done through them and those that are standing with them. Bless and touch them by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Malachi Daniel Craig. Hey, buddy. Hi. <laughs> He's smiling right off the bat. Look at that. Wave at everybody. He's like, yeah, I'll preach. If you're like your daddy, you will. Let's pray. Father, we pray over little Malachi, and we lift him up to you. I thank you for him, God, and the beautiful smile that's on his face. I pray that you will bless his life in order every step. I pray that he will grow to be a man of God, and that he will feel and sense your direction, your work, and your will in his life. I pray over him that, Lord, you will protect him and keep him from all harm, that your work will be accomplished in him. May he know you at a young age and desire, Lord, your ways in his life. As I give him back to his parents, I thank you for them, God. And I pray that you will bless them with great wisdom, you will touch their lives and all of these family and friends that have gathered with them. Touch them by the power of your Holy Spirit and great love and wisdom that comes only from your Holy Spirit to guide and direct their steps in raising him up to be the man of God. In 
thank you for this gift in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Miranda Rose Taylor. Hey, Miranda. Hi, sweetie. Oh, my goodness. Big blue eyes. She ain't going to look at you because she's staring at me. <laughs> pray. Father, we pray for little Miranda. We lift her up to you, and we thank you for this beautiful little girl. We pray in the name of Jesus you will bless her life as we dedicate her to you today. Lord, we dedicate her with that seriousness of our own heart that God you are the one that orders our steps, order hers, and bless her, keep her from all harm. Let the Holy Spirit, God, be so real and present to her in her life. May she know you from a young age, and may she learn of you all of her life in reverence and honor. And I pray, God, that as you protect her and keep her, that to give her back to her parents, you will lead them in great wisdom. Let them sense and feel your touch upon their lives. Keep them in all of their ways, God, that they will live to honor you through this beautiful gift. I thank you for this. And all these that have come and been with them that stand as an influence over Miranda, we ask this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Daisy May? Where's Daisy May trunk, right? There we go. Let me hold that. Oh, look at you. Oh, my goodness. Can I take hold of you? Don't be shy. <laughs> with your bag. She's looking at every, she's checking you out. <laughs> Let's pray. Father, we pray over Daisy May. We lift her up to you, God, and just pray your work to be done and accomplished in her life as we dedicate her today to you. I pray in the name of Jesus, you will order her steps, that the plan and design that you have for her plans that Jeremiah talks about, God will unfold in her life without fail. I pray in the name of Jesus, you will protect her from all harm, that your work will be done, God, that her life will glorify and honor you every day, and as she's raised up, may she know you from a very young age, and as I give her back to her parents, Father, I pray over them, your wisdom and your grace, your kindness, your gift to them, God, in raising her up to be a lady of the Lord. We thank you for this, this beautiful treasure. Lord, we ask for the wisdom, not only for, her, for them, but for all those who stand with them. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guide and direct them every day. In Jesus' name, amen. Madison Lane Jewelry. Well, we waited on her. We're glad she's here. She was coming. There we go, Brandon. Hey, Madison. Oh, my goodness. Look at that little face. So beautiful. Father, we pray over little Madison. We dedicate her to you in this altar. We pray in the name of Jesus that you will bless her life. The Lord, every day she will sense and know your presence most importantly. And Lord, from a very young age, she'll know your truth, know you by great faith. And may she be raised up to know and have you as her own Savior at a very young age. I pray that you will protect her and guide her through her life. May she be protected from harm and from all evil. And I pray in the name of Jesus, the plans you have for her to unfold, Lord, without hindrance or obstacle, and let your plan unfold in a way that glorifies and honors you. As I give her back to her parents, God, I thank you for them, and I pray over them great wisdom, 
such a heritage, Lord, of faith in this family. Ministry comes from this family. I pray that you will touch them and keep them. Let your work be accomplished in and through their wisdom and their grace and the anointing that you placed over their lives. May the power of God rest on each of them. Give them great anointing to do the work that you've given them to do through this beautiful child. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Isn't this beautiful to see this many children being dedicated this morning? Amen. You can be seated. Stand with us. Because he gave his life, because he paid the price, we have freedom. You choose the humble and raise them high. You choose the weak and make us strong. You heal our brokenness inside. Same love it opened eyes to see his calling. 
magnify your name, Lord. You are worthy. You are worthy, Lord. The treasure of heaven, the treasure of heaven. We thank you, Lord. to have a special prayer right now for the nation of Israel before we close this time of prayer. Our hearts are touched and our minds are just bewildered when we look at the things on the news. And I just saw this morning that Hamas is now asking for volunteers to be live shields for them, to give their life to go out into battle. And I just thought, Lord, the enemy works so hard and he's so evil. But God can move and help that nation that's struggling right now. God can reach down. He loves Israel. So would you join with me right now and let's take this nation to God and ask for him to intervene during this war situation. God sees his people. He has his name written in Jerusalem. But he loves his people. Let's pray for this situation right now. Would you join with me? Our Heavenly Father, we call upon you today because you're God. Lord, you, you brought your love to us through Jesus Christ, and he reaches out today all over the world. We pray for this situation that's caused war there, Lord. Oh, God, we come against the powers of Satan. You hate war, but God, you can intervene when you have to, and we just leave it in your hands today and ask you to touch the hearts of people. Touch the little children that are afraid. Lord, touch the older people that are crying out to you. You stop the enemy, oh Lord. You can lift up a standard against them. If you open the sea and let them walk through on dry land, Lord, if you sent the man and rained it down from heaven, you can move today and help Israel. Give them favor, Lord. They're your people and they love you. And they don't want this war. And we just pray in Jesus' name that you would intervene in a way that they can say, surely this is the hand of God. Thank you, God, because you care about all your people. All over this world, you're concerned about your people today. But stop this war, Lord. You know how to do it, and we commit it into your hands today. And we thank you because you hear us. Praise your name. Let's praise him this morning thank him because he hears our prayers and continue to pray for this situation. God bless you. You may be seated. The pastor had mentioned a moment ago about how we made a decision, a choice to be here today. There's so many things that we could be doing. There's so many things that's always working against us, trying to keep us from assembling together and coming together to give God what's due him. And as Pastor was touching on that, 
it brought me to to think about a member that we have here at church and I'm not going to call him out I don't want to embarrass him but I watched this brother for months struggle with unbearable pain in his knees to the point where he could hardly walk into this place and he sat service after service with this pain suffering week after week month after month but he didn't let that pain keep him from coming to give God what's due him and it wasn't long ago when I walked by his pew and looked over at him and said hi to him I asked him how he was doing he looked up at me and he smiled from ear to ear and he said I have no more pain said the Lord has delivered him from that I felt so bad because I can remember times in my life on Sunday mornings thinking about all the things I could be doing I wake up with a backache or a headache or something simple like that and I actually honestly I can't tell you that I didn't I honestly said well maybe I'll just stay home today but there's people that are determined they've come on a mission they're not going to let anything keep them from giving God what's due him they suffer week after week with pains in their body they they suffer physically and they come into this place and they do the best they can to raise their hands and worship the Lord and I'm so glad that we've chosen to be here today as pastor said and we've chosen to worship God we've worshiped with song and now we're gonna worship with our giving let's pray Lord we praise you this morning Lord we've overcome all the temptations and the things that want to pull us away from being here today to give you what you deserve you're so worthy of our worship Lord, we thank you for the praise reports Lord for how you're touching and ministering and moving amongst your people here Lord continue to give us testimonies to give encouragement to those that you are alive and you are on the throne and Lord you see the suffering Lord I ask that you would receive our offering today Lord they would bless you bless your ministry Lord and they would meet the needs of your church as we do our best to represent you and bring people into a relationship with you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. We plan to do something else, but I don't know. I just feel in my heart. So we we don't we make schedules up in case God don't show up. But He's showing up today. I'm telling you, I feel it move. <laughs> I thank him so much for dying for me. you 
it up. I'll do the end from the beginning and then I'll jump back to the middle. But listen to me for a few minutes. You know Paul, one of the great writers of the New Testament, he wrote about the culture and he wrote about things that he knew and, and when God, the, the Holy Spirit would anoint him, God would breathe over him and he would write the words, but God would always speak things that he knew about and Paul knew about what it was in the culture and the traditions. Back in this day, and I, I read this and I was studying this about Roman generals. The different wars that they would fight and the things that they would do. You know, Rome started just conquering one city after another and one enemy, one king after another. And the tradition was that when they would go to war, the, the governors, the generals and the kings would go to war. They'd be gone for a long time, and they didn't have CNN, and they didn't have Fox News. They didn't have all those things that, that we get news from. Now you can almost be in the middle of war. They didn't have all that. So when they would win the war, the general would turn and look to a person they called the herald. And the herald would be ordered, would be ordered, and would be said, go back to the city. Let them know we won. And so that, that, that herald, he would get on his horse and he would fly. And he'd get to the city and when he'd get to the city, he'd come down the main road and he'd be screaming out, the king has won the victory. The victory is ours. Get ready for the celebration. Get ready. He's coming home. The spoils are with him. And he'd go down through every one of the streets and he'd get the word out to everybody. The general has won. The king is coming home with the spoils. And then the people, they knew that when the king won that war, that it was not just a, a, a victory for him, that they knew it was a victory for them. That because he won, they won. Because he got victory, they got victory. Oh, you don't even know where I'm going. By the time that army would get back from their weary travels, and they'd get right back to, they'd get to the place where they were coming down the main street. They'd get to the very front edge, and the whole town had got together, and they were lined up down the main drag. And they were waving all kinds of tambourines and dancers and trumpeteers. And they were welcoming the troops home. And the army would come in. And right about the time they'd see them, the celebration would begin. The whole city would come together with a great, what they called in the Roman culture, the triumphant march. 
And they would get themselves in situated and they'd come down through there and the army would come first and then in between that would be all the spoils. And you know what the spoils are. That means all of the silver and the gold and all of the treasures that they, they would get from the victory. They'd bring all that in there and they would, that would come down through the trail next. But last but not least, then the dancers and the trumpeteers and the, all the bands and everybody is cheering and shouting with them and celebrating with them. And then lastly was the chariot of the king. And when he would come down through there, the enemy, the general, the governor, the king, who was the enemy, would be tied in chains on the back of the king's chariot. And he would have to trail behind the king as the king would come through on his horse with the enemy in chains behind him. That was the Roman tradition. That's why when Paul was writing so many different places in the word, he wrote these words from our text. 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 14. Listen to what Paul wrote. Considering the triumphal entry and the march of the king. Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ and maketh manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. For we are unto God a sweet savor of Christ. When Paul wrote that, he said, which always causes us to triumph. He was thinking about the Roman traditions, and he said every battle, every war, it doesn't matter what happens or what comes our way. It doesn't matter. When you've been born again, you've been born into victory, and you have a triumphal king coming with the enemy chained up to the back of his chariot. I'm telling you, that devil is going down in your life that enemy that's come against you, he loses every time. Because how many of you know, you and I are the winners every time. We are triumphant in Christ. Oh, you, don't, you, don't, you aren't hearing it. You are not hearing it. It's wonderful to get a victory, isn't it? It's wonderful to get a win. We're, we look, we've been watching the World Cup. It's wonderful when the winners happen. It's sad when the lose happens. I'm telling you this morning, there is not a battle, there is not a circumstance, there is not a trial, there's not a trouble, there's nothing that you and I will ever go through that King Jesus coming in on his chariot ahead of the spoils. I don't know what the spoils are in your battle. It may be a son, a daughter, it may be a job situation, might be a marriage, but look, look, look before the king's chariot because the spoils come with him. He's coming to give you victory, victory, victory in Jesus. Amen. That's good stuff. That's the power of God. Now, I may not, I may not doing it just like you like so get I get so sick and tired of religiosity you're so tired of the way people want things ordered a certain way or they can't get in I tell you something the devil is active he is an enemy poised himself against the church of the living God 
He's determined to shut you up and silence you. He's determined to kill, to steal, and destroy you. But if you'll get a glimpse of what I see this morning, I can't hardly contain myself. I want you to, Missy, come up here. You're going to start. You start where you do, and you join her, and we're going to do this one more time. But I want you to sing this different this morning. Stand with me if you don't mind. In the name of Jesus, in the name of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, in the name of the God of Jacob, in the name of God, the author and the finisher, in the name of the Lord this morning, see the victory that lies in front of every child of God. The enemy wants you to think that you are defeated. The enemy wants you to think you can only do it a certain way. The enemy wants to dictate to you your worship. He wants you to hear only what he tells you and guides you into thinking. But I'm here to tell you this morning, I believe there is a freedom that is flowing like a river in this house. And that if you will just look past yourself, if you will look past your circumstance, if you'll just look past the troubles and the trials and the mediocrity of this life and world. And you will see a Savior in front of you. And you will see him as a victor. Because you see, he went down into the caverns of hell. And there he took an enemy who was a prince of the power of the air. He took him and he shamed him, stripped him, and humiliated him right there in front of all the demons of hell. And he literally stood in that moment to say, hand them over, buddy. And the keys to death, the enemy, hell, the enemy, grave, the enemy, was completely taken back by the one who's the author and the finisher of my faith. Are you hearing me? He looked over at Elijah. He looked over at Israel. He looked over at all the other prophets, Isaiah. And he said, come on, boys. I'm presenting you to the Father. For I have you as a spoil to bring before my Father. And he took all those who were in the upper Sheol and all those, if you know your Bible, all of those folks, he presented them to the Father. And then he turns around and he says, and oh, yes, Lord, John chapter 17, and all those that you have given to me, every one of us, you, you are God's prize. You are God's prize. When Jesus died on that cross, he took hold of those beams on the left and right side. He took hold of, I, I, I see a picture of sin on one hand and death on the other. And when he died, the only way he could beat death is to beat it at its own game. And he died right there in that moment. And that all the demons screamed and hollered and danced 
And they, they moved around thinking, Ooh, we've done it now. We've offered heaven a big bruise. We've beat them down. There is no hope for them now. We've won the victory. And then all of a sudden, you know how a referee in a mat will go down and he'll, st he'll get down by the person who's down and he'll say, one, two, three, four, and the count. I see a picture in my head. Thank you, Carmen, from way back in the 80s. When Jesus said, it is finished, and his head went down, and his body stood, laid there, just hung there, and his spirit went walking down into the quarters of hell. He came back up, and when he came back up, the Father God had gotten about just this far. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. And right about that time, Jesus raised up in strength, and he come out the victor. Now Paul says, now thanks be unto God, which always causes me to triumph. Amen. Hallelujah. Sing it.
that picture? I mean, you do realize what we're talking about this morning. Jesus was just getting ready to conquer death, hell, and the grave. Can you see death? It says, I love it, that part in there. I'm really hearing the song this morning. Death could not hold you down. I said, death could not hold you down. Sing it again. Come on now. Oh, death could not hold you down. Go right back on. to triumph in Christ and maketh manifest the fragrance, the aroma of his knowledge by us in every place. For we are unto God a sweet fragrance of Christ. Isn't that beautiful? I smell that this morning. The praise, the worship, the honor of our King. I know I get really excited I just can't help myself I can't help it you see the Bible says the wages of my sin was death. I had the death oh, penalty over my life. Guess what, sister? Guess what, mister? You had death as a penalty over your life. But Jesus Christ has triumphed, and he rides in the chariot of victory with my enemy chained to the back. And you and I have been set free by the power of Jesus Christ. One more time, give him praise. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Death couldn't hold him down. Praise God. Glory to God. Praise God. Praise God. You know what? Listen to what Paul said. Colossians chapter 2 and 15. And having, see Paul knew what he was talking about. 
Paul was making, you say, that's a little stretch, isn't it, Pastor? He wasn't really talking about the Romans. Listen to what he wrote to the Colossians. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. He spoiled. The enemy has been defeated. You are not praying for victory. Come on now. You're not praying for victory. You're not looking for victory. You're not asking God for victory. You already got it. You already got it. You're moving in it right now. You're walking in victory. You have it at every turn. I've, I'm going to close it. So trust me and be seated. Trust me. I'm all close. I've preached the end, the beginning, and the middle, all in different places. The message is completely different. But a couple things. It's so important for us to understand. It is not a little thing what God has done for you and I. It is not just don't ever let church and worship and don't ever let the things people say, don't even let scriptures become a cliche to you. When I say to you that you are more than a conqueror through Christ, people quote that sometime and they, they literally sometime will, will almost say, yeah, I know. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? He didn't say I would just conquer. That would have been enough. He didn't just say I'd get by. He didn't just say it'd be okay in the end. He said, are you kidding? He says, you are more than conquerors through Christ. And I, I don't know what, I mean, I try so hard to, to, and I'm just admitting this, and some of you always get on me after service, but I try really hard to, to just be wise. And to just say things and have you walking away going, my, my, my. He's like Yoda in the spirit. I want you to, I, I, I pray and I'm like, God, just give me, the, give me this word with, without all this fire and fervent. You give me this thing so that people won't get, you know, I, I think I scare people sometimes. But don't be scared. Don't be scared. Because let me tell you. You know, I find it interesting that we're always so quick, Sister Rundell, we're, we're real quick to call, you know, these holy roller people, we're quick to call them insane. I mean, we're, we're just on the insane platform all the time. But yet, I'm watching these people. I'm watching this World Cup stuff. I'm watching, I'm watching people when they get all painted up and dressed up, and they're screaming and hollering at the top of their lungs, and all the world just looks at them, isn't that cute? <laughs> Look at them. They're a fan. I look at all that stuff, and I know that's been a, another cliche argument, but it's the truth, man. We get excited. We get on fire. We get crazy about things in this life and in this world. We go nuts over them. But we're told that we got to be a certain way in church. And if you're 
if you get out of that little certain package, there's something wrong with you. I'm just over that stuff. I'm over it. The greatest victory that has ever been purchased or bought or won or fought for me is what I believe with all of my heart. I believe when I woke up this morning, Philip, I believe that he died for me. I believe he paid a price for my sins. And I had a few. I had a bunch. I had a lot of dysfunction in my life. And the Lord purchased and paid for all of it. Didn't ask a question or expect anything from me. He just said, I love you. And the mercy came rolling into my life. I'm thankful for that this morning. That's what will build a church in these hours. You see, I believe that there's a fire that's falling. I believe the Spirit is being poured out like never before. I believe we're seeing things and we're feeling and sensing His presence like we never have before. Because I am believing that the Lord is coming right up the walkway, right up there to the door. You remember the ten virgins at night and about the midnight hour, He comes knocking on that door. I believe we're right there. I believe He is right there at the doorknob. And this is not a time for you and I to get caught up in the things of this life or this world. It is time for us to be listening for a sound of the knock at the door. Husbands, get your act together. Wives, get it together. Children, grow up in the faith and get back to what your mama and your daddy taught you. It's time for him to come and you will be left behind. If you don't get it right, we've got to get ready. The Lord is coming soon. The power of the Holy Spirit is falling. And he is getting his bride ready. He's getting us ready. Because when he died on that cross, and when the blood came streaming down his body and hit that ground, that was victory. The power of the cross is our victory. So when we sing, victory in Jesus, we know that it's already come to us. And His power is at work in you. No matter how many times you've fallen or failed, no matter how often you have felt like you were defeated, it's only in our lifetimes, only true that we are defeated when we don't trust in Jesus. If the doctor gives me the worst case scenario, I will stand and I will say, victory in Jesus. Someone has that this morning. Holy Spirit. For I will speak to you by my spirit this morning.
And I will say to you that I am a strong, mighty tower. I am your refuge. I am your deliverer. I am a God with a mighty hand to save. I will see you through the victory that is yours. I have come that you might have it, that you might live in it, and that you will celebrate in the triumphal march. Trust and know that I am a God who is compassionate, and I will not fail nor forsake my people. You have been told that I have forgotten you. Others have tried to defeat and discourage my work in your life. Do not l listen to the error on the world around you. Trust and know that I am here, says God, and I am the victory you seek. Lean hard upon me now, says God. Wow. Would you stand with me this morning? If you're new to our church, what you just experienced were the gifts of the Spirit in operation. A little bit of time lapsed there because I did not feel like I, God wanted to use someone else. But he'll wait, and then we pray. The Bible commands us to pray that there be an interpreter. I don't know if you, you were afraid, or I don't know if it was just something that, that you were just afraid to surrender to, but it's all right. Don't be discouraged. Just learn to obey and trust God. What God did was he went looking for someone else. This morning, with every head bowed and every eye closed, I would ask that you would consider in your own life, are you living a victorious life? Now, this is to Christians and non-Christians, to people who are saved and those that are lost in this world and have not yet accepted Christ into your life. Are you living a victorious life? Do you have that assurance and confidence and boldness in your own heart? It's time to walk in the privilege that he's given to you. You ask the questions, why do I struggle so much? Why do I have to go through the hard things? Why am I going through all these things? that We were never promised that we wouldn't. There's no scripture anywhere in the Bible that tells you that you will not struggle, that you will not go through terrors and trials and troubles. But what he promises you is that you will always triumph in them through Christ, in Christ. The world will disillusion you and ask you, where is your God? I'm telling you, he's right there where you've left him. Whether you were young and you walked away from your faith, from the teachings, the things that you've been taught in your life, or whether or not you're first hearing this morning these things and you want to accept Christ and you want to follow him. And today is a new day for you, but it's a new day for everyone. It's a day for us, Christians and non-Christians alike, to understand and know that there is victory already in Christ. You do not have to seek it. You do not have to pray for it. You do not have to go find it or search it out. He won that for you at the cross. You have victory this morning if you are on God's team. If you're on God's side, those out of the ark of safety, out of the family of God, you do not have the promise of anything. You're on your own. Good luck. 
But if you have confidence and faith, or you will have this morning, then you leave here on the victor's, winner's circle. And you can have that confidence. Christians, it's time to commit and dedicate ourselves a brand new to his word that declares you are confident and assured that you are in victory now, walking in it now. You'll leave this house in it. You'll face work tomorrow. You'll face the family tomorrow. You'll face them, and you are already victorious. And for those that do not trust and have not trusted Christ as your Savior, this can be the very starting point and beginning for you. You can have him as the winner over your life circumstances and over your soul this morning. Before you leave here, you can join the winner's circle. It's all up to you. It's a choice. God's given you a choice. He paid the price, but you have to accept it. So as we get ready for this time, I'll, I'll ask, there'll be two different, two different prayers this morning. One, the first will be, if you're here this morning and you need Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, you need to join the winning side. You're not born to lose. You're born to win. You were not born to be wild. You were not born to lose. You were born to win. If you'd accept Christ into your life this morning, we're going to pray a prayer. One of the most powerful, most important prayers you'll ever pray in your entire life. It'll be a prayer to accept Christ into your life and receive him as your Savior. If you'd pray that prayer with me this morning before we leave this house, right there where you're standing, then I would ask you to slip up your hand right where you are and write back down. Are you here? Anyone at all? God bless you, son. Anyone else? I need Jesus, Pastor. I, I want to accept him as my Savior. I want to make sure in my life I'm right with him before I leave this house. Anyone at all? I will trust that everyone here, as we pray along with this one gentleman, that everyone else has accepted Jesus. If you're not, then you can pray this prayer with us. You can still pray it anyhow. I would ask you to do that with me this morning as we pray. Let's pray together. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my Savior. You died on the cross for me. And you purchased my salvation. I believe you're the Son of God. That you died for my sins. I accept you as my Lord. Be Lord over my life. Help me to be strong. To live for you every day. Until you come. And I thank you for salvation that is mine today. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Praise God. And our second prayer would be this this morning. If you're not living in, walking in, the victory that is yours, if you've been defeated and discouraged, You've struggled and you feel like you've had to fight and it's been a battle and a war then it's time for you to recognize that your champion your general your king
king. He's fighting for you. He's already won. So I'm not asking you to ignore your circumstances. We still ache. We still hurt. We still struggle. We still have stress, but we don't, as the Bible talks about in death, we don't sorrow like the world. We have confidence. We have faith. And we know that God's going to keep us. Amen? He's going to keep you. He's going to continue helping you to see the victory that is yours already. So I want to pray with you, over you this morning as we dismiss, that God will be a light to shine his knowledge over your life so that you smell sweet before his presence. Father, as we come before you, I pray for our church. I pray for our people. I pray for everyone who's praying for lost loved ones, for those who have a son or a daughter lost or a husband and wife. I pray, God, for friends, for family that are lost. I pray that in your name you will touch and minister to each of us, Lord. Help us to see that you are the victor, that you have our enemy in chains, that, Lord, you already conquered death, hell, and the grave and anything else that ever comes our way. I pray that your presence will be strong in the lives of your people to help us in confidence to see this, to live in assurance, to live out the victory that is already ours. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Before you go today, we want to make a very special announcement. If you are new to our church today, we are having a meet and greet. If you are new to our church within the last three months, we want to just uh, meet you, say hi to you, get to know your family. Just a few moments back here in the choir room. If you go out of the sanctuary, follow the hallway around to the side. If you've been here within the last three months, uh, the pastor and the staff would love to meet you and talk with you for just a few moments before you go grab lunch. All right? God bless you all. We will see you tonight.